No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionists Roundtable of Michigan. And first of all, we want to say good morning to you. Bruce, good morning, and to, to Derek, uh, who's a half of the board, and uh, we're going to get this thing off. And good morning. Great start. So and good, and good morning to our to our colleague, our colleague Ron Edwards, who is feeling a bit under the weather these days. Hopefully, when uh, he probably doesn't look like he's going to be able to join us today, but hopefully he will be back for, uh, for next week's broadcast. So, <clears throat> you know, we got a little bit of the flu going around even now, it looks like. Stuff never stops, does it? It's, it's <laughs> always in the in the mix, you know. It's always something. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah. <clears throat> oh uh, man, it's just, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's 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 uh, you have to constantly be checking and uh, looking for uh, uh, things like the flu because um, it is just so many people moving around the world and stuff like that, and there's so much out there. <clears throat> Well, the uh, abortion industry in Michigan has its way. There'll be fewer people moving around. A uh, couple of things over the uh, during the course of the week, uh, they, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, state of Michigan Supreme Court, upheld the uh, the uh, the placement of the uh, so-called reproductive freedom for all act on the November ballot, along with another uh, so-called voter integrity uh, uh, measure uh, that had received. Uh, the requisite number of signatures that's going to go on the ballot to uh, voter integrity. That's that's is this is or this is so Orwellian, Phil. Um, voter integrity is means that uh, if this thing passes, and this is why it's important for people to read these proposals and to think about them. You know, you want to, yeah, yeah, you want to get in there and you want to cast your ballot, your ballot, cast your vote, and you want to go about your business, but. Situations like with the the, the abortion uh, issue, which is way, which is extremely serious, as well as the voting rights issue, is extremely serious. When you're in that voting booth, read the uh, read the proposal. If you don't understand it, vote no, because a lot of times these uh, these these things are worded so deceptively that you think what you think you're voting for, you're actually voting against. Yes, you know, like the marijuana, like the marijuana passage, right? Yeah. So. So it's uh, it's extremely important that we do this. And we hear this this claims court judge. Her name is Gleiger. Okay. Instead of recusing herself from this case uh, because she had been a donor to Planned Parenthood in the past, what does she do? She goes ahead and she uh, rules on her own that the uh, you know the 1931 law is unconstitutional. That has yet to be that has yet to be decided by the Supreme Court. Has yet to be decided in the ballot box too. What she's saying is that what that if, if the uh, 1931 laws in, is enforced, it's going to deny women equal protection 
under under law. Well, what about the equal protection that goes to the other party that's involved? And that's the unborn human child, Phil. What about that? What about that? That is always the uh, concern. And and what happens is the, uh, the, the, the women have uh, that are involved in this, especially our uh, congressional yeah. women, mm-hmm. it is a, a bunch of uh, a real hard line uh-huh. uh, uh, female minority black Hispanic mm-hmm. and and they are upfront with this idea that all of the rights redact to them. Yeah. No consideration, no thought about the the uh, the individual that's still a person. And it it goes back to where we were in slavery. They never took the rights of the the slaves as having any representation mm-hmm. until until Lincoln and and uh, the Republicans came along with this yeah. and 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 made them the focal point, granting them all of the rights. What would happen if uh, you granted? The, the person in that room, all of the rights that he's entitled to under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It would have, you, there would be no way that uh, you could get away with saying, it's my body and my rights. You still are carrying and you are the caretaker of another individual. Well, you know, well, you know, Phil, uh, and that, that's, that's bad, that's troubling enough, but in the op-ed section of uh, Thursday's Detroit News here, a woman named Linda Vale who is supposed to be the health officer for Ingham County, uh, has stated without Roe, women face uh, health risks. Okay, she says that creates, denying a woman a, a, an abortion uh, creates economic hardship and insecurity that lasts at least four years, causes more women to stay in contact with a violent partner. Well, what are they doing with a violent partner in the first place? I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damages the financial well-being and development of children and puts pregnant individuals at higher risk of developing life threatening complications and uh, uh, like postpartum hemorrhage and, and cholesterol. But you know what? In my book, The Negro Project, Phil, I have a whole list of negative side effects of abortions. And probably the worst one is the increase in the likelihood of breast cancer. Yes. That is uh, that, that a woman will encounter. In fact, uh, Sarah Barnes wrote that pregnancies carried through to completion lower the risk of a woman gaining getting breast cancer more than if she had never gotten pregnant. Now, this is because, now listen to this, folks, the termination of a pregnancy causes a significant drop, a significant drop in the amount of estrogen secreted in a woman's body. This is important because that's a female hormone. This cell multiplication greatly increases the risk of getting breast cancer. And according to the United States Cancer and National Cancer Institute, which is not, you know, right-wing, you know, uh, you know flaming uh, bomb throw organization quote women have have had induced abortion have a 50 percent greater risk of getting cancer by age 43 and the risk of for women is higher for women who have had an abortion before the age of 18. now isn't this what susan g coleman for the cure is supposed to be about remember all these women getting out there in these pink uh you know, yes. ribbons and all that yes. where are the signs saying want to cut want to reduce breast cancer reduce 
induce abortion. Yeah. I don't see any signs like that. Do you, Phil? Uh, I mean, no, it's all kind of psychological. And only 2%, Phil, yeah. 2%. And this is from the Gunmacher Institute. Phil, only 2% of women undergo abortions because they have been raped or a victim of incest. Now, Phil, I am not... I'm not heartless, I'm not cold and callous, and I'm not growing horns out of my head and a, a pointed tail in my behind here. What I'm saying is these are these these cases are extremely rare. We do not penalize the unborn child. Please do not do that. Encourage the woman. Show the woman all the love and compassion, Phil, that you can. Help her out in any way possible. That's why we have crisis pregnancy centers, which are under attack by Elizabeth Warren and some of these other crackpot Democrat pro-life uh, pro pro abortion uh, rather zealots. What what you should never hear? Punish the yeah. perpetrator. Do not punish the child. What 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 crime did that unborn child Phil commit that would warrant the death penalty? Tell me. Exactly right. Folks, call us and tell us and tell us what the uh, the number is right there eight two two sixteen hundred. Call us and 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 let us know, please. So that is is. Uh, from the person that wrote the 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 book on abortion, <laughs> uh, the the uh, information put out there, and it's there in that book. Yeah. So folks, get that book. Send me in a contribution, you right. a copy of that book. That's right. And yeah, you know, we and and I, this is a good time as any uh, any to uh, to let the folks know that we are a listener supported broadcast. We do. On your kind generosity and and uh, financial support to uh, to keep us up and running, and uh, without you guys, we're, we're we don't exist. So uh, send those donations to PO Box One Three Five, Garden City, Michigan Four Eight One Three Five. I know that was a little bit early, but you know, talking about that, this is why we need to. Because Phil, we are a we are you and and Dell. Yes. Was it ten years ago now? <laughs> it's it's, it's yes. a while. How long we've been yes. on the air? It, yeah, it's it's been a while. It, it, it'll From be a pro life in uh, October. Eleven From years. Eleven. My goodness, time flies. Well, we'll be we'll, uh, the wife and I will be been married thirty one years. Come October fifth. So, <laughs> but that's where we're digressing here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, and, and we are first and foremost a pro life. Uh, perspective because we believe phil you and i and derek and so many all of our great listeners you know uh, jay and uh, and barb and and, and, um, and zelda and uh, you know joe and, all, and mills especially uh we believe in the sanctity of unborn uh innocent unborn life uh that the first unalienable right the first self-evident unalienable right is the right to life we also believe that men, that all, all, all men are created equal. You're not born equal because all people are born in all kinds of unequal circumstances, right, Phil? Exactly. Yeah. That's, but we are created in God's image and his likeness. And we all have uh, obstacles and, and that we either overcome or we uh, allow them to obstruct us from making progress. And mm -hmm. that's the whole thing of it. Uh, there was a time when uh, the the abortion numbers, as as bad as they are, that they, they were even worse at one time. I know, I know. And, and but it it has not changed for black females in this country. No. It's gotten worse. 
And that is the thing that uh, that I can't understand why so many of uh, the black female representatives and, and even Congress people are such uh, uh, an advocate for this, this dastardly uh, procedure of uh, and, and thought process of having abortion on demand and not have any consideration at all for for that child. But they yeah. have nothing but outward concern for their right mm -hmm. to have uh, as much freedom to do exactly what they want, regardless of the fact. Let's give you an example. Some some women have said, I, I can't uh, have, an, uh, have a baby because I'd be pregnant and I can't take my vacation. Mm -hmm. or I can't take uh, uh, um, off, and uh, and because I have I have a child. Now, a life doesn't mean uh, uh, any more than a person's own personal vacation time. Mm -hmm. I mean, ra I understand raising children is a twenty-four hour, twenty-four-seven, uh, and you know, duty. Because in order to raise responsible children, they have to be the focal point. And so for women to to feel as though that they, they can use those frivolous uh, reasons to snuff out a life of an unborn child is just beyond me. I cannot understand it. But but yeah. women in this country raise their numbers. Yeah. And uh, in our uh, in the black community, the, the the numbers have gotten worse, and that's the whole thing of it. But they're the most uh, vocal people in Congress, and in uh, any kind of uh, 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 pr uh, profession, it is minority women that are more more vocal than anybody in the yeah. in soul. That's, that's absolutely right, and that's not and let's not forget men are one of the largest pro-choice groups yes, in the country. Yeah. And the reason they're selfish they are is because <laughs> since, since, since abortion has been legal across the country for the last 49 and a half years, and I've got some numbers here, which I've been uh, you know, crunching here while, uh, while we've been on, on, this, uh, on this discussion, uh, there is no incentive for them to be responsible for what they do. They can, they can jump from bed to bed, bed as many women as possible, bring them into the world, and then they say, "Well, hey, we can just get, we can just uh, you know, with a with a a, 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 a a little cuddle or a little pill, you know, get rid of it." But before the broadcast, I was got this thinking. We had sixty-two plus million abortions in this country. Now I broke it down day by day, counting up the number of years and a number of days in forty-nine years, and then plus the the five months and and uh, and uh, and two days that uh, rose in effect, came out to eighteen thousand and fifty days. And when you divide sixty-two million into that into that number, you come up with a daily average fill of three thousand four hundred thirty-four, almost three thousand four hundred thirty-five abortions per day from the time. Roe was declared a constitutional right to the time it was overturned, and this is 62 million that we that we know of that have been performed surgically. Yeah. Uh, now, my question to the judge is: uh, 62 million is not enough for you? 
Um, you know, <clears throat> how many bloodlines have been severed? How many lives have been upended? You know, by by this by by this barbarism, uh, the the streets are, are are flowing red with even more blood. Yeah. But, and Phil, whatever happened to safe, legal, and rare? Now it's now it's like anything goes, even after the birth of the child. Yeah, in some and, states, and, and, they, and they wanted they want to uh, kill a baby. That's that, murder. That's going to be next. Uh, these these children that yeah. have been born today with autism yep. traits. Uh, they are number one on the list. I, I that, know, uh, I know. That, well, that if, if they are born and they find out that they're, they're talking eighteen months after after birth. Well, look what Peter Singer says. Up to what nine years old or something like that. Yeah. He doesn't even consider an unborn child a person. Oh well, well, personhood begins when viability. Uh, like yeah, six. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's it's. Crazy! It really is, and these people are and are, are they, they twist themselves around into such pretzels, trying to justify the slaughter of this. Uh, and then they say, "Well, okay, well, you know, uh, oh, and one of the one of the things I understand a provision of this of this of this uh, the, uh, ballot proposal that could become law if it's voted in by enough people in November, where people who are, who do not perform abortions will now be able to do to do so, like nurses and nurse, nurse practitioners. They'll be able to perform abortions. Yeah, this is what we need. Even more baby killers. And you can't and you can't tell me, Phil, that that that, that, that we have so many people out there who are so uncaring, so cold, so stone-hearted that this does not bother them. Apparently, this doesn't bother this judge because she's got to sleep like a baby at night. Oh, that's right, like a baby that wasn't aborted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and and uh, the thing is, it's all about uh, nobody mentions mm -hmm. convenience. The convenience, you know, they always talk about the the uh, viability of the baby or the uh, mm -hmm. the life of the mother. But what about the convenience, the inconvenience? That's what you. Yeah. Uh, this is what all of these abortion is about. The it's chilling and inconvenient to uh, yeah yeah to, uh, again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, again, you're signing Gutmacher. Yeah. Okay, this is what Gutmacher finds. 74% of women replied that having a baby would interfere with work, school, or other responsibilities. 73% said they could not afford to have a child. This is why we help them, right? Yeah. This is why we help them. Because this will help keep their consciences clear. Okay, 48% said they did not want to be a single parent had a relationship problem with their husband or partner, and 2% said they become pregnant as a result of rape or incest. Convenience's sake, Phil. Yeah? You cannot tell me that 62 million unborn children were a threat to this country. Oh, wait a minute. 75 million Trump voters are a threat to this country. Yeah? <laughs> and, and we're not even going to go into the... Not into that, no. Because the, the, uh, we have a really special guest coming up in a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. But folks, if you want to opine before the uh, the bottom of the hour, uh, because we're going to be having our special guest, Judge Michael Warren, coming on uh, right out of the news break at the bottom of the hour, and you'll want to stay tuned for that. But if you have any comments before uh, the bottom of the hour, uh, please feel free to to join the conversation here at uh, 734-822-1600. And uh, Derek uh, Stone, our great our, our outstanding producer on the call screen, is standing by right now to put you right on through. Uh, yeah, it's it, 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 and it's, and and you know, we're, we're we're men, right? Okay, we uh, we 
we don't know what it's like. All right. Well, okay. Granted, we're not. But this has got to take a toll on the father. Okay. Because a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these guys don't want the baby to be killed off. They want to be fathers. They want to be responsible people. I'm not, not, not all, not all these, uh, not every man in a situation like that is, uh, you know, is a, uh, is a knuckle drag in Neanderthal, you know? Well, uh, yeah. We, right. I mean, I was certainly, I would certainly want to, bring, want to bring that kid into the world. I'd love to have a son or a daughter. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, there's, there's uh, no satisfaction great, greater than to see a, a, a young man yeah. blooming into a, a little boy blooming into young manhood. I mean, yeah. that, or, you know, it takes a or it grandson. Takes, <laughs> <Your yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see I can see the little guy running around <laughs> and talk on Skype. Let's not forget the great grandson because that yeah. allows me to tell you I, I was a pretty good father. Uh-huh. Better grandfather, but I'm a great grandfather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've always you say you're a great grandfather, you know, I'm a great uncle. <laughs> and you know that's and, and that and that really it really really uh, gives me pause because uh, my wife's niece, uh, her only her only uh, niece, uh, has uh, two young children. One's four years old, and the other one's uh, will just is getting ready to uh, celebrate her first birthday. The four-year-old, uh, delightful little girl, Emmy, and she just brightens your day. You know, uh, she's got that, that that twinkle in her eye and smile on her face and that laugh. And you know, she and I just really go. Uh, you know, we 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 bond. We bond so well. You know, when's Uncle Bruce coming along? When's Uncle Bruce coming? <laughs> yeah, that really warms my heart, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm scared to death about what's going to happen when she, when she enters the. Uh, this is why. I am going to try to work as closely as I can with her parents because I, I know they've got heads on their shoulders, but they have they don't they can't keep up on everything that's going on. Uh, okay, uh, real quick here, Walter, uh, you're on the line here. Uh, kind of about abortion, and uh, can you uh, boil it down to like three? Minutes? <laughs> like, like consider yourself or uh, Walter. There you go. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Hey, I want to the excuses that Democrats use to murder babies. We'll just instead Howdy of you there. we're pro life, we we'll just call them yeah. uh we're since we're pro life, we'll call them uh Miller low life people, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. I had to get that one in. I got so many nicknames for the the mur murdercrats, the baby killercrats, murdercrats, fakercrats, snakercrats. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is why they, I, the contradiction in terms lets you know they're lying because they're bloodthirsty. And one of the scriptures in Proverbs, I believe God's one of the chapter eight says one of the main things on God's list, the things that he hates. He says seven, six or seven. He says those whose feet are swift to run to sh no people who shed innocent blood. That's on one of the top list of the things that God hates. But they make excuses like make it rare. And what else? Make it huh. safe and yeah. legal. That's a contradiction, isn't it? 
Yes, it's Rare not a tradition, but that's the whole one. thing of it. In order to uh, to change the order, you have to be able to confuse uh, enough people in your direction. And that's the Democrats have been masters that <laughs> year. They've had plenty of practice of uh, doing one thing, saying one thing, doing another, and, and, and being successful. They go to queue. Sure. Guy. You hear by the music, we are up against a hard break and a water. Thanks for coming so much. Uh, appreciate that. We'll be back with our special guest player. <clears throat> You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And we, are, and we, uh, we have the, uh, the guest on air right now and um it is my pleasure to introduce to the abolitionist round table justice judge warren on the uh uh on the air and thank you for joining us judge my pleasure my pleasure uh don't promote me yet i'm still just a judge you haven't become a justice but <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I, 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 can I can guarantee you, uh, Your Honor, that uh, if you had been sitting on the Supreme Court, we might have a different outcome with these two proposals. Uh, 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 first of all, what, what do you think about uh, Judge Glaker? Uh, was she uh, was she within her uh, her bounds as a uh, claims court judge to rule on this uh, this issue? Well, um, I, I have to be careful because I'm a sitting judge. Yeah, and we have rules yeah. against uh, speaking out about ongoing litigation. Right. Um, I can explain that the Court of Claims receives challenges. Anytime the state is sued, it goes uh -huh. to the Court of Claims. Okay. There are four judges, four judges in the Court of Appeals who um, are assigned basically as trial judges to take those cases. And then those decisions can be appealed to the Court of Appeals. And mm -hmm. then it can go to the Supreme Court. Right. So I, this first ruling, or any mm -hmm. first ruling, I should say, of a court of claims case, um, is subject to further review. Right. So we'll have to see, you know, in any yeah. kind of case, what might happen after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, uh, one of the one of the things that you're most well known for, before we get into uh, your 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 you, you have a campaign going on too. Before we get into that, though, um, we have. Uh, you have uh, uh, been the you and your daughter Leah have been the driving force behind uh, an outstanding uh, one week event called uh, Patriot Week. Uh, can you give the listeners a little bit of background? I mean, you and I and, and Phil and and Derek know what Patriot Week's about. Uh, the reasoning behind it and uh, uh, some of the events that are taking place. Uh, I know because before next Saturday, it uh, it uh, that's when it rides up uh, September seventeenth is this Constitution Day, correct? So uh, Patriot Week begins on September 11th, so tomorrow. This is mm -hmm. perfect timing for this conversation. And right. ends on September 17th, as you said, Constitution Day. Every day we celebrate a founding first principle from a Declaration of Independence. Those being the rule of law, inalienable rights, 
limited government, the social compact, equality, and the right to alter or abolish an oppressive government. We celebrate founding fathers and other great patriots that made those things come alive in America, uh, like mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Washington, Martin Luther King Jr., Frederick Douglass. Sure. Key documents and speeches that embody those, like the I Have a Dream speech, the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. the Bill of Rights, the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. And then flags from our history, historical flags, that are emblematic of each of those principles, like the Gadsden flag, the Don't Try Me flag, right. uh, Bennington flag, which has a 76 in the field, as opposed to with some stars. Um, yeah. The suffragists had a flag. And then every day we try our best to have activities um, that are engaging and uh, renew the spirit of America. Mm-hmm. And this upcoming week, uh, the one I think your listeners would most be interested in is kind of Stars and Stripes Bash. And that's going to okay. be Lake Orient. It's actually going to be on the 18th. Um, so one day we keep stretching Patriot Week. And it's going to be at Lake <laughs> Orient at the Wildwood Amphitheater. Starts at noon. Program starts at 1. Free to the public. We're going to have patriotic music. We're going to do readings. We're going to read the entire Constitution. Not all at yeah. once. That would be a little boring, but we don't. We have celebrities that will be reading parts of it throughout the afternoon. All uh-huh. the Declaration of Independence. We're going to have some reenactors there. A nice kids' activities, um, bounce house, those kinds of things. Fun scavenger hunt, fun activities for kids. Very family oriented, and uh, you know it's there to celebrate everything that's great about America. Uh, you can learn all about these things at PatriotWeek.org, yeah. uh, which is our website. You go to the menu. There's a an events button, and you'll see all the events for the week. Um, but I suspect your listeners would mostly really love the Stars and Stripes Bash. Yeah. Um, hey, Phil, is there, is, something, is, there, yeah, is, something, Phil, is there something you want to, uh, you want yeah. to bring up? The, the <laughs> most important uh, reason for the Patriot Week, it, it, do you feel that, that this type of uh, knowledge that you pass down to the people on Patriot Week is not being uh, done to the degree that you do it in our public schools. Our public schools are taking, it seemed to me, they're taking for granted that the children are, uh, uh, they understand the the importance of maintaining the, the, uh, the constitutional aspect of our government. Mm-hmm. They, seem to believe that it's just enough in the public schools to tell people to uh, to that the majority rules and that's not what we do here in this country and we're unique in the whole, all the world and we don't seem to have uh, a uh, a real uh, need to show people in the public schools how unique our system is. It seems to me that we are just um, uh, satisfied with telling people that if you uh, give the people the idea that uh, this is a good person, that that's enough. We need to know that our this is a country of laws, not yeah. men. And this is what the election process seemed to be about the individual instead of about the country. Right. Yeah, I agree 100% that our public schools have really fallen short and 
<coughs> educating those students on the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the majestic beauty of our unique system and how uh, blessed we are to be living in this system and that we shouldn't take our blessings for granted, which yeah. is exactly what the public schools do. Mm-hmm. And um, I just have to say that there aren't some great educators out there trying their very best, and there's some shining examples, you know, Hillsdale and other places that really Absolutely. do a great job. Um, but overall, we have done an abysmal job in educating our youth about yeah. the true foundations of our country. And, and, that, uh, and, that's, and that's why you wrote America's Survival Guide, isn't it? That's uh, one big reason, correct? That's exactly right. So you can find America's Survival Guide on Amazon or americasurvivalguide.com. I wrote it many years ago, warning yeah. the country that we were not educating our students um, and the general public was generally ignorant of our uh, founding first principles in history, why that's a grave threat to our survival as free people. It uh, goes through the, what those principles are, the Declaration of Independence, the Revolution, Constitutional Convention, Civil War and Civil Rights Struggles, has several recommendations what to do about the crisis. One of which was reviving old holidays. That was wrong. It's creating new ones, which is what yeah. Future Week is all about. Um, uh, but, you know, and people used to, some people would come to me and say, you know, you're kind of an alarmist or judge. America's Survival Guide, we're, you know, we're not in trouble. And I oh. think today, people, now people are coming to me and say, you were a prophet. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a prophet, but, you know, I saw what was going on. And now people are saying, yes, we're living through exactly what you were predicting. I didn't well, know, you know we've, we've reaped, we've reaped uh, far more than we've sown in, in that regard. Uh, you just you look at these uh, what, what's taking place in these so-called public schools. I think basically public education needs to be restored to public education and not these indoctrination centers that uh, you know that uh, where where things go on behind the parents' back and the teachers and school unions don't want you know they're the ones in control. You know, not the people that pay the property taxes and and, and have the children and, and that type of thing. Um, what I want to, what I would like to do now, with the time we have left, is uh, I, I find it intriguing. You're you're also, you're a sitting judge right now in the uh, Oakland Oakland County Circuit Court, and there's a uh, there's a special election coming up uh, with an open seat, and you're throwing your hat in the ring. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So it's um it's a retention election. There was a vacancy in the Court of Appeals because a friend of mine, Judge Tuckle, passed away. That gave oh. Governor Whitmer an unexpected appointment, and yeah. uh, she's appointed a judge who worked for the Figer Law Firm yeah. for 15 years. That, that was, that's her qualification. And okay. she's been on the bench for just a couple months, claiming she's super experienced and issuing some very questionable rulings already that are affecting Michigan jurisprudence. So she has to run to keep the seat in November, and uh, so I'm challenging her. The area of the Court of Appeals district is Oakland, Macomb, and Genesee counties. Okay. So if you live in Oakland, Macomb, or Genesee counties, I will be on the ballot. It's going to say, judge for the Court of Appeals, second district, Michael Warren, that's the box you want to check. It's nonpartisan, so a lot of people mm-hmm. skip over that. So if you vote for it, it's kind of like giving me two votes because so many people drop off in connection with the, um, the actual election. So again, right. Oakland, Macomb, and Genesee County, this November 8th, um, absentee ballots are coming out quickly, you know, in a couple weeks. And right. uh, just make sure you don't skip over that race. Michael Warren for Court of Appeals. We win with Warren. 
And you can check out <laughs> my uh, website, which is very similar to Patriot Week, actually. Uh, has mm-hmm. lots of American history and constitutional law involved in it, which is yeah. uh, uh, judgemichaelwarren.com. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as a private citizen, uh, let's, let's cast aside the black robes here for a moment. Uh, I find it disturbing that there has been so little response to uh, the ads that uh, Whitmer is uh, is running against uh, Tudor Dixon. Um I think I've only seen one ad for Tudor Dixon, and that's not talking about the hot button issue of, of a topic of abortion. That seems to be all that Whitmer really want to talks about. But uh, you know, I is is there is there something going on that uh, maybe just uh, maybe kind of uh, in in the back of your mind, maybe you think there's something going on with with the money, or they're they're trying to uh, you know uh, save everything for a real all out assault, uh, you know, like in the uh, the weeks. The weeks immediately leading up to the election, because I don't see any real ads for Tudor Dixon, and that 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 worries me. That alarms me a lot. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, you're not going to like my answer. So, as a judge, I'm nonpartisan, and <laughs> okay. um, I, I'm I'm not. I'm supposed to stay out of other people's races, other than judicial races. Yeah. Um, I I don't actually watch very much TV, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so I'll let others. Deal with yeah. the political races. Okay. Um, well, I, I will I, say I'll, I'll throw in a, a, a for, for your listeners. This might help you a little bit. Is uh, Brian Zarr is up for re-election as uh, Supreme Court justice, and uh-huh. he should definitely uh, yeah. be, be re- yeah. reaffirmed and re, you know, re-elected <laughs> okay. to that position. And he's running for Supreme Court. So when you get to the ballot, you'll have the nonpartisan races. You'll see Supreme Court uh, Brian Zara. Make sure you, you vote for him. And uh, there's a Paul Hudson. I'd vote for him. And then you get to the Court of Appeals right underneath it, Michael Warren. <laughs> very good. Very good. Phil, uh, you want, is there anything you want to do to wrap up the next couple of minutes here? Well, I just want to like to uh, say that this is, uh, with Patriot Week and things like that, it is a, it is a great honor to have the judge on the, uh, on the air. And, and I just recommend that anybody get out there and and, and, and get this uh, information that's being uh, given to you. I just want to thank the judge for t- taking that upon himself. And his daughter. She used to be greatly commended. Uh, you have you have an exceptional young lady there, uh, Your Honor, and uh, she's. Uh, and we'd love to talk to her at some point <laughs> if you could arrange that. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. She's she's in medical school now. We've been doing this for thirteen years. And oh, really? Okay. What is what's uh, is she going to be? A, is she going to specialize in anything? Or a GP? Or what's she going to be? Uh, emergency medicine. Okay. At Wayne State Medical School, she's a second year. I'm very proud okay. of her. She's as you said, exceptional. And um, the only thing I wanted to say is that we do have a lot of events this year. We've got a race, a couple of 9-11 commemorations tomorrow. Yeah. We have a rule of law forum on Monday, um, other events uh, Thursday night, Friday. we got Abraham Lincoln coming in to visit some schools uh, that starts with Stripes Bash on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of uh, lesson plans, ways that you can celebrate Patriot Week in your own home. We have a Save Our Republic video series, which I think your listeners will love. Very short YouTube videos of you know, three to five minutes about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and other things. Um, and we have a podcast. So okay. your listeners probably will let, that's called America, that's um, Patriot Lessons, American History and Civics. 
We've got a TV show, mm-hmm. Patriot Lessons, the Save Our Republic video. So there's a lot of content on patriotweek.org on the events and well, all thank- those materials there. Well, thanks so much. And, and, and I'll tell you, uh, Judge, uh, you know, your daughter's going to the right place because my wife graduated from Wayne, uh, Wayne State Medical School years ago, and uh, she just caps a successful career in the nursing field. So all, all, uh, all good luck to her, to, uh, to your daughter, Aaliyah, and it's a great success. And let's keep up the good work with Patriot Week, and maybe we can expand it to Patriot Month in the future. Yeah. Well, that would sound great to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It was my Thanks, pleasure. We win with Warren. God bless you, Michael. We'll take care. Okay. Uh, well, that was a great lead-in now to, uh, to the Ebers Notebook. Uh, Derek? I am convinced some rhino Republicans hate President Trump so much that they will either lie or stretch the truth to our nation's peril. Hello, I'm... Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. When I first met former Attorney General Bill Barr in the lobby of the then Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. during the autumn of 2019, I remember mentioning to a few folks that I did not trust Mr. Barr. I thought that underneath that seemingly conservative exterior, that like VP Mike Pence, Barr would turn out to be someone that did not have Trump's or America's best interest at heart. Just recently, Big Barr stated that none of the documents should have been removed. So I guess those details about Hunter Biden should not have been touched while the rhino Democrat machine works feverishly to literally destroy our exceptional nation way of life. Liberal Republican Karl Rove seconded Bill Barr's emotion on Fox News, which with the exception of Tucker Carlson, Greg Gutfeld, Judge Jeanine, and a few others is becoming more like CNN or any other Trump-hating media outlet. What I find equally troubling is how Republicans like Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Byron Douglas are not properly supported. Any Republican who would rather not go after those trying to kill our republic must be voted out and kept out. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Now, that commentary lit. Yeah. Should have lit a fire under everybody. That is right to it. Right on the money right there, Ron. Congratulations on a terrific... And, 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 and you know, Phil, Ron's not the only one because uh, Sebastian Gorka was mm-hmm. on uh, Breitbart News Daily with Alex Marlowe on, uh, yesterday morning. I was listening to him on the way home from uh, dropping the dogs off at their little daycare. And uh, he, he actually... Uh, he actually went up the bar and he said, face to face, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, and Bar goes, he laughs, he says, Well, in that in this in this uh, melodious uh, uh European uh, 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 uh baritone that uh that, that I love so much about uh about uh Sebastian Gorka's voice, he goes and he looked at me and he laughed and he said, You you're disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, and he's right about that. We've got. So, well, I'm glad to see Marjorie Taylor Greene won her primary finally. She declared the winner finally, and, and you know she has gotten uh, such a such a bad a bad rap a bad rap. Uh, she said a few things, you know, that uh, you know made people uncomfortable on that. I myself didn't find it particularly offensive, you know, seeing some of the some of her remarks considering. Some of the stuff that uh, come out of the mouths of uh, people like uh, 
you know, like Pelosi and Biden and uh, other old fossils like uh, like Maxine Waters, who got busted on an airliner for uh, not wearing her mask when everybody else had to. Personally, I don't think anybody has said anything on the side of the Republicans that are that are as, as atrocious as the thing that yeah. the Democrats are. I know. Like packing the court. Like uh, uh, making D.C. a state. Making it as, as a state, yeah. yeah. And, and, and not only that, but why? And there's not, you really need to nail these people on, on, the, on the, uh, the border. You know, yeah. they're letting illegals come across, uh, human trafficking, drug trafficking. Human trafficking, Phil, is more profitable than the drug trade. Exactly right. And it's more destructive. It's more destructive. Yeah, it's more destructive. Because of the fact that we don't know all of the the, the components that are, that are being put into this stuff. We don't know what, uh, uh, you know, it, it may be that COVID is, uh, is just a, just a uh, Trojan horse. The rest yeah. of it, who knows what's down the line that'll be smuggled into this country. 110,000 young Americans died from opioid abuse overdoses last year, most of which occurred with fentanyl. And China is the only place that we know that, that is that is producing it in such volumes that it comes across. And the and when every time these reports come out about the the amount of fentanyl that's been uh, interdicted at the border and and seized and confiscated, 42 million Americans could be killed. 30 million Americans. There's enough, and there, there was one even one uh, one case where they where they actually they actually confiscated enough fentanyl to kill 340 million people in this country. Yeah, well, that just about takes care of it. That's all. staggering. <laughs> and what? Oh, the border's secure. You've got what's his name? Uh, uh, who's the borders are uh, the the uh, uh, DHS guy? Uh, 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 God, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Uh, Mayorkas. But, yeah, my yeah. yeah, Oh well, no, the the the, the border is safe and secure. Yeah. BS. Okay, yeah. okay. Don't don't lie to us. You know, don't don't point to a dog dropping on the ground and tell us that's a tootsie roll and expect us to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, <laughs> um, the the part that's secure is China's influx into uh, buying uh, farm grade uh, uh, land in this country. Oh, I know. Setting up, who knows what kind of uh, I know. operation? I know. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. You know, and really, so, the sad part about it is we um, have, uh, you know, they have said that uh, President Trump was uh, colluding with the Russians. Uh -huh. what is, what, who's colluding with the Chinese? I'm, I'm sure that, uh, Donald Trump wasn't colluding with them. But, yeah. but the Chinese have made more progress yeah. in this country. Okay, uh, Phil, we got one more call here. Uh, we're going to have to ask Don to make his comments about Tudor Dixon quick because we're really coming up. Uh, got a couple of minutes. Don, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, can you uh, boil it down to assessments for us? Uh, real fast. Uh, I wanted to call that story in about the malfeasance in the office of Governor Whitmer when she was prosecuting attorney regarding uh -huh. those young girl gymnasts that were assaulted yeah. by MSU personnel. Okay, mm -hmm. well, um, so I was going to call that story into Tudor Dixon's campaign headquarters. And I called the Republican, I called the local uh, information center at the library to get her number for her headquarters, and they could not find it. 
Oh, yeah? mean, there was no number, so I said, give me the book and the party headquarters. And the uh, on well, Thursday. On second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, finish up. I, I'm called them on, I called them on Thursday and left a message. It was around noon. And they, 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 I called them again at 2 to restate it, left a message, never got any calls back. And then there was all day Friday business hours. I didn't hear from them. So I don't know what's up with them either. But if you don't see any campaign ads on TV, maybe it's because Tudor Dixon doesn't even have a campaign headquarters. I don't know. I don't maybe know she's on the computer all over the place, but she's not on TV. And I get you got to wonder who, who's Betty DeVos working for? Betsy DeVos working for anyway? You know, okay. if Tudor well, if Tudor Dixon came out of that uh, camp, what's up week, with them? Uh, uh, let us know. Okay. Thank, thanks, Don. That's good to know, isn't it, Phil? Yes, it is. And uh, sorry we are yeah, rushing into the table. show. So see you next Lamb week. Sixteen hundred listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box One Thirty Five, Garden City, Michigan Four Eight One Three Five.